Good morning. Merry Christmas. You know, I am so glad to see you all out on Christmas Sunday morning. Thanks for celebrating with us. Thanks for being here for Jesus today and, and kind of celebrating his birthday. Now, now here's, here's kind of the deal with this whole today's service. While you're here, we want you to feel like family. We want you to feel like you're just around a bunch of family members at a Christmas get-together minus Uncle Eddie or Uncle Pat or whoever it is that causes issues. Just leave them out. But no drama, no worries, just a good time celebrating and being together. I'm Joel. I'm the Connect Pastor, and we want to know you guys are here. We're glad you're here. Same with online campus. Please, like, wave, talk to us, say hi. Um, an easy way to do that is just to go to communitychristianchurch.com and fill out the Connect form. That's also where you're going to go if, um, if, if you need prayer requests. Um, seriously, though, we seriously do pray over prayer requests. So uh, you can point your camera's phone at those QR codes, communitychristianchurch.com. Click on the Connect. Yeah. Um, I'm Shelly. I'm one of the student pastors here, um, and we are so excited for you to join us on Christmas. I know it's cold outside. Um, two things. One, if you did not grab a communion cup on the way in, there are some on the chairs in front of you, but you will need that later because later in the service, Scott is going to lead us um, as we go through that together at the end of the service. Also, it is at the end of the year, so this is a great time to kind of contribute. We definitely appreciate everything throughout the year, but um, this is kind of your last time to kind of give, and there's lots of different ways to do that. You can text it. You can go online and give. There's the little boxes out there that says you can put it into there. So there's lots of different ways, and we appreciate all of that. Yeah. So we're going to have a party, right? Yeah. We're going to have a party. That, that's kind of the main part of this is we want to be celebrating Jesus. And if we're going to celebrate Jesus, then why not make it a birthday party? Why not have some fun? I love having fun in church. I love laughing in church. If you're a guest with us today, I'm sorry, but this is just the way we roll. And, um, you know, it, it kind of fits who we are. So we're going to have this party. And what is a party without a great game? So we're going to start off this morning bright and early with a game. Around the worship area are going to be some team members, our frontline team members, that have some <coughs> saran-wrapped balls. And inside of them are some prizes and treats, little trinkets, all little sorts of things. Um, we are going to put on the timer three minutes, and after 20 seconds, we are going to yell switch. But Joel is going to demonstrate what you're supposed to do. Yeah, when, you, when it comes to you, you got to find the end. And when you do, you, you got to unwrap it as fast as you can. And anything that falls out, candy, trinkets, little take-home things, that's all yours. And But as soon as the time, when we say switch, you got to hand it to somebody else. All right, so you done this before? You got that, right? You hand the ball off after every 20 seconds. Whatever falls out is yours. And to make things even a little more interesting, we have Cousin Eddie over here throwing snowballs at us. <laughs> but to make it even a little more interesting, we're going to have a snowball fight while we're doing this unwrapping these balls just to keep things interesting. So when I say go, the timer starts, <laughs> you start unwrapping the balls, and don't let these hit the ground. Keep throwing them at people. Ready? Go! Hey, can we get some music up going? Ten seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Switch it. Next person. Pass it on. Oh. 
this one's for you. There you go. Keep them going, guys. Let's go. Hit somebody with those snowballs. Four, three, two, one. Switch. switch. Next person. Give somebody else. Pick up the snowballs and throw them at me. Here you go. Just throw them One up front. <laughs> no, uh, that <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> Be careful what you ask. Oh my! For. Oh goodness! <laughs> it's like actually snowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, that one got it good. <laughs> All right. Guys, grab a seat, everybody. Grab a seat. Thank you. Grab a seat. <laughs> All right, we're good. Well, I hope you had fun, <clears throat> and I hope you got some good things if you got to unwrap the saran wrap ball. I hope that worked well. Now, understand, somebody actually went out and got a snowball from outside and threw it at me. Thank you very much for that. That was creative. You get bonus points. But, uh, <laughs> again, we just love to celebrate. And I don't think there's a better way, and, and, and write this down, mark this, because I believe this is true. I don't think there's a better way of having a lot of joy in your life than following Jesus. Now, that's certainly not a cultural thing today. Following Jesus is kind of on the back burner. It's like a side note. It's like, a, oh, you don't really want to do that, do you? There's no fun in that life. There, there's nothing there. But really, it's just the opposite of that. Following Jesus brings more joy than you'll ever realize. It, it, it just does. And it's a deep and lasting kind of joy. And it's a joy that gets us through the tough times in life. Anybody experience any tough times over the holiday seasons? I, I mean, I, I get that. I, I really, really understand that. I made a fire on Friday night. My wife and I sat and watched a TV show and sat in front of the fireplace, and it was great. And she ended up going to bed, so I was putting the fire out. And 
and uh, as I was kind of making it die down, I'm looking, and we have a sign uh, that I just didn't even notice this year, and it says, forever Christmas Eve. Now, that doesn't mean anything to anyone but me, because that sign was up in my parents' house for years, and Christmas Eve was my dad's favorite day of the year, and my dad passed on Christmas Eve with this sign over him. And it just has that emotional connection for me. And I just had to sit down because it was one of those moments. My dad's been gone since 2004. But it was one of those moments like this morning that the emotions just kind of come to the surface. And it it leaves you in a state of mind where you're going, man, I've just got to get myself together because I love my dad. My dad was an incredible person. We had a great relationship. And Christmas Eve is a struggle. But I want you to know, after that moment, here's what my prayer life kind of went to. I started praying for everyone that would come to these Christmas services that you can find the joy that only happens from Jesus this Christmas. That only gets you through the tough times and the good times, but it only comes from Jesus. It doesn't come from from just happiness. It doesn't just fade away because what happens with happiness is... It fades over time. What did you want for Christmas? Family time? Someone else, what did you want for Christmas? Time to sleep in. in. Yeah, I like that one, by the way. That's pretty good. Was there a gift that you wanted? Here's the deal. Let's just say, let's just say you wanted a cruise for Christmas. Um, Some of you, I know, you're kind of into that, so... Let's say you wanted a cruise, and let's say you got a cruise for Christmas. Mike, you still have time to get one for Shannon, okay? Um, Let's say you got a cruise for Christmas. Let's say you took the cruise that you got. Guess what? You're going to have a lot of happiness on that cruise. It's going to be a lot of fun. There are going to be a lot of great moments. But once that cruise is over, you're back into minus 30-degree weather here, okay? That's the way it is. The happiness is short-lived. And you weigh 10 pounds more. That's a good point. You do. And so, and so, you know, you have this happiness that happens for a little while and then it's gone. But joy doesn't do that. Joy lasts through the tough times. Have you ever noticed how many times joy is mentioned in the Christmas story? I'm guessing no, right? I mean, yeah, you know the Christmas story. You've seen the nativity set. You, you know about Jesus. You know about the birth. You know about all those things. But I'm guessing you haven't noticed how many times the word joy is used in this Christmas story. Well, let me set it up for you, all right? Here, here's the whole story. The angel Gabriel appears to Mary. She's young. She's a teenager. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. And Gabriel, the angel, told her that she had found favor with God and that she was going to conceive and give birth to a son and she would name him Jesus. Now, Mary was a little bit confused. She's a teenager. She wasn't married. She had never been with a man. And she's going, I don't get this. You know, how's this going to work? And here's what it says in Luke 1. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, 
He will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. And people used to say she was barren. But she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. And then Mary, the next part of the story, she goes to visit Elizabeth, her cousin, And look what happens as soon as she walks in the house, in Elizabeth's house. And this is from Luke 141. Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry. There's part of that joy again. And exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women. And your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard you were greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You notice the word joy again? The, the excitement that's going on with this? Mary responded, oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices. Again, more joy right there. All that joy just at the thought of Jesus. He hadn't even been born yet. The story continued with an angel coming to Joseph in a dream and, and kind of helping Joseph understand that this was God's plan, not, not anything that happened, not something that Mary had done, but, but this is God's plan. And, and the angel was trying to convince Joseph to keep his promise to Mary, to go ahead and marry her, make, make her his wife. And the couple takes a trip to Bethlehem for a census. And of course, like any good story, when they're out of town and the town is packed, baby Jesus comes right? I mean, there's no room for them, so they're in the, the manger in the back, and, and, and he's born there. And at that same night, the angels appeared to shepherds that were living in the fields. They were tending their flocks. And here's what it says in Luke 2, 9. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news That will bring what? Great joy. There's joy again. It's all through this story. And the angel told them where to find Jesus. And the shepherds went and they saw Jesus and they were amazed. And I love the way that the message translation puts this verse. The shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God. That's joy, friends. That's joy because of Jesus. Now, all through the Christmas story, you see people meeting Jesus and responding with joy. Listen to this quote by a guy named Randy Alcorn. It says this, joy, exultation, and happiness are proper responses to Jesus and the gospel. A Christmas without a deep, God-given happiness isn't reflecting the good news of Jesus. Friends, this Christmas morning... We have good news of great joy because Jesus is born. And that's what we're celebrating. So you know what? Why don't we spend a little bit of time just celebrating this Christmas morning?
Well, I tell you what, um, that baby who brought so much joy into this world grew to be a man who was a magnet for people. I mean, people followed him everywhere. Thousands gathered every time that he spoke, and, and, and people wanted to be with him. They wanted to catch a glimpse of him. They wanted to hear him teach, and the people that followed him, they left everything just to walk in his footsteps. And he brought great joy because he was filled with great joy. Listen to what Jesus had to say about it in John 15. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. If you want to overflow with joy, you know what you have to do? You have to stick close to Jesus. Because he's the one that's overflowing with the joy, and he's the source of the joy. John Piper said this. Don't, don't, don't miss this. He says, Jesus Christ is the happiest being in the universe. His gladness is greater than all the angels' gladness in heaven. He mirrors perfectly the infinite, holy, indomitable mirth of his Father. And when I read that, I'm thinking, indomitable mirth. Great phrase. I have no idea what that means. Well, it means gladness. It means joyousness. It means it can't be squelched or, or overcome. That's the kind of joy that Jesus has, and that's the kind of joy that Jesus wants to overflow into your life. Jesus loves us the way that the Father loves him. That's what he does, and that's a big kind of love. I mean, it's a big kind of love. The more we remain in his love, following his ways, living the life that he has planned out for us, the more our lives are filled with joy. And again, they start to overflow. And you know what overflowing does, right? It gets all over everything around you. When you overflow with joy, the people that see you, that know you, that are closest to you, they can't help but catch some of that because you're spilling it all over them. They're overflowing with joy. And that's an important thing to look at. When someone like that walks in the room, you just know it because you can see it. Because it's spilling out of who they are. Now, it reminds me of these glow sticks. If we can have our frontline team, everybody needs to have at least one of these. Give them two, give them one, three, five, I don't know. Just give them some of these. Have you ever had a glow stick? You hear them crunch whenever you, you do this. And that's a cool part of it, just breaking something and not being in trouble for it. You know, you just kind of you break it. And then I want you to swing it around. And I want you to get all those things mixed up in there so that the colors just start to come together in them, all right? Now, don't hit your wife, Jim. Don't do it. Don't, don't hit her when you're swinging it around. But go ahead and get all those colors moving in this glow stick. Everybody gets one. Again, shake it. Make sure you get I think the funnest part is really cracking them. But I do like to see the different colors. And I really wish that I had a yellow one. I see some really cool yellow ones. The orange ones can kind of be thrown in the trash, but I like the yellow ones. No reference to Bengals football at all. But anyway, I like the yellow ones that are out there. You, you kind of see them, you shake them up, they're getting that color going. 
kind of that Christmas light together kind of spirit kind of thing. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. When we connect to Jesus, we live in his love. He fills us overflowing with joy and light and color and celebration and forgiveness and hope. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand up with us. I want you to keep these in your hand, all right? And we're going to worship with a song called Light of the World, Joy to the World. I want these things swinging in here while we do this. Let's have a little bit of color and fun in our celebration.
that, that looked like a party. You can have a seat for a second. kids a lot, but I am pretty sure that I am never going to be too old to play with glow sticks. Never. Wow. <laughs> looks, They're so fun. It looks like a lot of people. I'm, I'm going to let my kids play with mine. I love them. <laughs> um, all right. So we're at a party. We've had great music. Mm -hmm. We've had stories with Scott. We have games, yeah. but I feel like we are missing something. <laughs> what are we missing? Food. No, it'll, Every it'll, it'll great come to party us. has to have. Well, it'll come to us. <laughs> <laughs> snacks, yeah. Snacks, yes. Oh, we have food. Snacks. Yeah. We need some food up in yeah, here. This is a good one. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's peanut butter. Yeah, we're bottom. Yeah. Frontline teams are gonna pass them out. Um, online people, just send us your address. It'll be there later on this afternoon. If you do not want one, it is not, it's totally okay. You can just pass it to the next person. If you want to eat it now, quite enjoy. If not, it save it for later. Know. It is a judgment-free zone. They're all, this smells really good. I'm telling you. <laughs> this is. All right, well, enjoy your snacks then. Well, guys, here's the deal with those cookies. Those were all handmade, most of them handmade, with love just for you. All right, people took their own time, their own money, their own skills, and put these together, these cookies together, just for you. And since this weather, this, this cold Mageddon type storm hit us and we were so far down, we've got a bunch of extra cookies right now, right? So here's the deal. Take them, give them to some family, or if you don't, I'm going to take them and pass them out in a nursing home tomorrow, or we're going to give it to our homeless ministry and let Barb Barker pass them out to the homeless uh, in Hamilton. So thank you for giving your time and energy, but eat those cookies. Again, judgment-free zone ends as soon as you walk out that door. All right, so don't, don't forget that. Now, I, I love it again. I, I really do. I, I love all the homemade stuff. I, I have a lot of great holiday memories that all are surrounded by food. Anybody else have that? Do you have holidays where eating is just part of what you do? I mean, it's, it's part of what happens in your families, in your friend circles, all those kinds of things. That, that's just kind of the way it is. It's, it's around food. Now, for my family, when I was growing up in Christmas, it all came down to roast that was slow cooked for, for about 12 to 14 hours with the onion soup that the smell just permeates the entire house. And I love that. And it was filled with the smell of fresh baked rolls. And it was filled with the smell of fresh baked pie. Anybody else like pie? Man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I do too. It's so good. And, and probably the biggest thing for my family that was unique that none of you have ever heard of before, and that's okay, were these things called rivlets. I know, it sounds strange. We made the word up, so I don't expect you to know what it is. All right, but it's these, it's, it's like a dough that you make homemade noodles from. And instead of rolling it into noodles, you get the pot of, of, of chicken broth boiling with a bunch of other good stuff in it. And then you drop these little balls of dough into that chicken broth, and it makes these little dumplings. And man, we would have that with 
homemade mashed potatoes and and again the homemade breads and and man i love corn with extra 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 butter kind of kind of mixed in with it all those kind of things those are the meals that that i remember growing up that just built bonds within our family do you have a specialty a specialty food that whenever you go somewhere, you're expected to bring that food. Everybody knows you by that food. Does anybody have one of those? What is it? Cheese ball. Yeah, yeah. Is it pretty good? Okay. I, I expect one this week, by the way. Thank you. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. What is it? What is it? Beef and bean casserole. Interesting. Sounds good. Somebody over here. Deviled eggs, tuna noodle casserole, pretzel salad, what is it? Peach cobbler. Mm. <laughs> we had last night, we had somebody say, my mama's homemade mac and cheese and apple pie. I'm going, oh my goodness, there's a party getting ready to happen with just those two things. Sweet potato casserole, pretzel casserole. There are a lot of great things out there, these specialty things that you just kind of look forward to because that's what you do on, on these special moments. There's something unifying about eating together and that's why meals are a big part of our holidays. When we sit around a table, what do you do? Most of the time you relax a little bit. You tell some stories. You talk, you connect, you interact, you eat, you unbutton the top button on your pants so you can eat a little bit more, you know, and just kind of keep that, keep that going. The table is a great place for laughing together, and it's a great place to bond. Jesus knew that, and Jesus was really good at that. A lot of his teaching, guess where it happens? Around food, around a table, around a campfire, sharing those moments that built strong bonds with his followers. Now we talk about the miracle of how Jesus entered the world and how he's fully God and, and fully human, which is an incredible concept. And we talk about the virgin birth and we talk about all of these Christmas miracles. But I believe one of the biggest miracles of all because of Christmas is that he wants to be our friend. He knows you and he still wants to be your friend. That may sound a little bit cheesy, but stop and think about it. Stop and think about this. The sovereign God of the universe, the God that created everything, everything, everyone, the God that created knows you by name, knows every hair on your head or lack thereof. He knows you and he loves you enough to want to be with you and be your friend. He became a human. And he sat down across the table to have conversations and build relationships and eat lunch with his friends. There's one meal in particular where Jesus was able to share things that were really, really important to him. And, and we just talked about part of it in the last series that, that we did, talking about, about friendships and, and talking about how remaining in Jesus will bring joy in, into our lives and how that overflows uh, from the table and it says this in John 15 this is my commandment love each other in the same way that I have loved you there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends 
You are my friends. That's God speaking to you. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything that the Father has told me. The people around that table with Jesus that day called him rabbi, called him master, called him Lord, and those were all appropriate names for Jesus. They were just glad to be included in Jesus' circle, but Jesus saw them as more because Jesus saw them as friends. His followers gave up everything to be with him. They loved him and he loved them back. It wasn't just a teacher-student relationship. They were friends. Again, that series that we just finished on friendships, we, we talked about how important it is because we're not created to be alone. We're created for connectedness. We're created for relationship. We're created to be with other people. And we know how that works because God created us and he created us to be in community. And you've got to know that this amazing opportunity to connect to God is about an intimate relationship. Something deeper than maybe something you've ever felt in your life. Deep relationship with your creator and deep relationship with the people around you because that's what God wants for our lives. That's my prayer for you this Christmas, is a relationship with Jesus, a God that wants to sit with you and eat with you. He wants to hear about your day and laugh with you and cry with you and fill you with his joy, because that's what Christmas is about. in bondage awaiting a king silence was broken with a baby's cry into this world our freedom arrives you broke through the darkness you stepped in to our
Will everyone take out one of these communion cups? If you didn't get one, they're in the chairs in front of you. I just want you to hold on to that here for just a moment. Understand what Jesus coming into this world means. Because it means more than just his birth. It means the fact that he came from heaven to here for you, for me, so that we can have salvation. The birth of Jesus is the beginning of the story. But it doesn't end there. His birth, his life, living to teach us, to show us, to build relationships with us so that we can be overflowing with joy. That all comes from the birth that happened with Jesus and it continues through his life and through our lives. And then you look at the struggle that happens. The struggle at being betrayed. The struggle that being accused even though he knew that he had to go to the cross it's not what he wanted to do but he was willing to do it for us and that started with the birth it went through his life and now he's at this time of torment and torture and death and he did it for you and he did it for me will you open the bottom of the cup and take out the bread He's sitting around that table with his friends. And he's saying, guys, you're not going to get this, but I want to make sure I tell you. This represents my body that's about to be broken. Well, wait, wait, what's that mean? It means that I came to give myself for you. That's the reason I'm here. I came so that you might have life. Let's take this. And then open the other side. As they were passing the wine around, Jesus said, take this wine and remember, this represents my blood. You see, Jesus knew it. We, we don't get it, but Jesus did and his friends did. Understanding the fact that forgiveness of sin takes sacrifice. It takes a blood offering to make that go away. And Jesus said, I am that offering for you. Every time you do this, every time you drink this, remember how much I love you and that your sins are now forgiven. Let's take this one. We're going to close out with this song. Listen to the words. Sing the words. Celebrate Jesus this Christmas morning.